Ahoy there, and welcome back to Domance Dawn, your podcast where we're recapping Simpsons and One Piece episodes that ran concurrently, and then fancasting those characters. I'm Luke, he, him, sometimes they, them, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. Me, Janine. I go by she, they, and I don't have anything witty to say. That's my new rhyme. Uh-huh. And is there anything else... Special about this episode? Because I introduced you and... And I should... Introduce the guest? Huh? Who? This well-mannered snake? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we have... Uh, back on the show, if you count the SBS episodes as canon, uh, our wonderful current cover artist, Mike Patton. Mike. Oh, hey. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I'm Mike Patton. I go by he, him. That's cool. Uh, and I'm not a snake. I don't care what you've heard. Are you thanks well for having me on? Uh, I guess we'll see as the episode goes. Uh, Mike, do you... I don't remember if I asked, because we recorded that SBS a while ago. Do you watch the subs or the dubs? For the, uh, I go back and forth. I, I, I like that. I, I do think it's a great dub, uh, mm-hmm. but I prefer a sub on it personally. Okay, so you uh, would rec- you would recognize this bit then. Huh? I, I, I know it, but I don't. I don't watch the anime a lot. I will actually say that I'm mainly manga focused. I, I can't blame you. Um, we are. We've loosely talked about switching into, like, manga more heavily, but that probably won't be in for... Now I I will say, though, despite that, the anime recently has been fantastic. Even with, like, Like, how stretched out things have to be? Sure. I don't mind it. uh, I've been loving Wano anime, so I've been having a great time. I I uh, haven't watched or I stopped watching the anime when Funimation's website stopped allowing me to watch on uh, my Apple TV and it was like wow. oh no you, you have to watch the subs now it's like but the dubs are everywhere else it's like nope subs only on your TV it's like I don't want to do that but uh yeah we yeah it's interesting just... i was i was uh sorry to cut you off i was watching this on uh netflix mm-hmm. uh because i haven't been kicked off of it yet mm-hmm. and uh initially i was gonna watch it on hulu but hulu like only does dub apparently Whoa. so i got to so we put it on and it started like bone voyage with uh with a dub and i was like oh i don't want to listen to this mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of just changed it to netflix but you know that being said i i do actually i do think it's a great dub in it is yeah yeah like there's some characters who aren't as good and there's still a few where it's kind of like i prefer the four kids versions oh interesting I gotta watch that. I just I just recently acquired all of it. I need to mm-hmm. go through it. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> uh 
I know the guy who voices uh, Dean Venture shows up, uh, Michael Centerklaus. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's another show I never watched. Oh, you've never watched the Venture Brothers? I've never watched all of it. I've seen like a handful of episodes. It's... I would like to watch it soon because the movie's coming. Yeah, I uh, pre-ordered that movie. Um, cool. But yeah, no, it's like up there with my favorite shows. I've got the like episode guide that I'm like, oh, I want to do a watch through where I go through like all the behind the scenes stuff. Haven't gotten to that yet. But it's also a big book. So. Yeah, there's some cool, uh, a, lot, a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. It's sad that it's ending, but I'm happy that it happened. Yeah, sure. Unless Zaslav, that cuck deletes all the episodes for money well that guy's a that guy's a real piece of work that guy's a real big piece of dog turd and a hat aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah we're, we're using some saucy fucking language yeah um, i also i also don't like him i don't have anything funny to say i just wanted to make it to know that i'm quiet <laughs> now because i've been trying to think of a dunk but like fucking whiffed it bro so um but i'm sharing the I same just... sentiment fuck that guy I think you're That's protesting just, too much. Just speak, just speak from the heart. That's all you need. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of speaking from the heart, I had a... Wait, uh, wrong button. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite bit. Mints. Uh, so not only did I hit the wrong button because I hit the Domance Dawn button, not the Homer Simpson button. Uh, I do like Homer. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Janine, back in episode 11. What? We have an episode 11? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tell me about it. Uh, we wrote Daryl Oates as the character for Mr. Five. Oh, yeah? Daryl Oates is not a person. We were thinking of I was John about to say, Oates. You're thinking of John Oates, aren't you? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Waffle went to a Hall and Oates concert, and things happened. Interesting. I I would have uh, suggested maybe Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz had not been. He had not been on at that point yet. Oh, I forgot. You do it by which one is aired. At, yeah. Okay. Yes. Painstakingly close. I get so <sighs> mad about it. I don't blame you. Uh, i mean well we're like not to put you on blast we were saying before we started uh recording sometimes i get the email of like who the character is gonna be that i'm drawing and i'm like really this 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 is what you guys came up with yeah i mean we we're kind of going for a mix of the authentic 2000s fan experience along with um, (laughs) i have a good idea of what's going to happen Sure, and and that maybe that's where like my uh, maybe I'm I'm doing some stinking thinking there because I'm more concerned on the oh well this is definitely the character analog to this. Mm-hmm. Well, th- there also have been moments though that have been like this show is also player versus player. Yes, uh, I have had rebellions. Oh my god! But you know. Everyone involved that, with the show is as had, good that's as how we got, that's, that, that's how we got Poochie as Chopper. <laughs> Chopper. 
Which I, I suggested somebody for that, and I forgot who. Oh, I suggested the younger Flanders kid for them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want any fruit and vegetables. Yeah, Chopper. Well, well, that's the problem. Chopper would make them uh, eat it. Oh, you already have Lenny Kravitz as Rockstar. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. We we got there eventually. Oh, you already got LT Smash. Oh man. Okay. Look. I was fought over using LT Smash and overruled. LT Smash was I wanted to save for someone down the line, but whatever. Yeah. What episode was that in? Uh, I'm looking through the. It should stuff say. Right now, um, LT Smash was in uh episode 24. Let's go back to the record. Uh, Character yes. is cancer. Yeah, yeah. I pushed for Los Chiquitos or Los Souvenir Chiquitos Taz for Stewart. Is oh my god! <laughs> I consider myself a big Simpsons fan, and I'm yeah. like, who the hell? Devin and that's not, that's not Homer. <laughs> Devin and Janine both uh, overruled me for LT Smash. I was like, well, that's there's fine. yeah. That's the I name of like, the game. I do like uh, LTs. I do think L- I do think. Uh, sorry, should we call them by their full name? Lieutenant Smash is a is a cool Simpsons character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh yeah. So I have updated the record, so now it says John Oates instead of Daryl Oates. Uh, hey, but please cool. uh, send me your Holland Oates merge fan fiction fetish work. <laughs> I won't read it, but you know, let me know that it exists. Um, but yeah, we are going to be covering the first half of the G8 arc today that initially ran in Japan from June twentieth through September fifth of the year two thousand four. Oh, two thousand four. Where, with... where, where were you? Where were you with this? Yeah, where were you when two thousand four happened? Uh, I would have been in Columbus, Ohio, more specifically Bexley, going to high school and uh, making comics. 2004, I was probably in uh, New Jersey watching The Simpsons. Janine? 2004, I was in Holotus, Texas, a town named after corn. Watching anime and cheating on my girlfriend as my main hobbies. My goodness. Someone has an interesting life. Dang, I hope they're not I hope they're not listening. I hope this isn't how they find out. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Um but, but yes. Not the way I cheated. <laughs> well I got well, I got to watch uh the G eight episodes with my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, so I'm happy about that. And my wife is afraid of Luffy's mouth. it refuses to watch will she come on when the netflix show comes on maybe Uh, but do i want to be razzed that much i don't know i'm probably gonna watch that one with my wonderful mom (laughs) oh she said she'd watch the netflix show with me you know mom if you loved me you'd let a giant sea king eat your arm off to save me Oh, I wouldn't go that far. They have to remember. They have to see a lot in your future for that to happen. Your mom has hockey and wouldn't lose her arm <laughs> like a chump. 
Um, mom powers. <laughs> and Janine's like, what's <laughs> hockey? I will forget about this by the time hockey comes up. Oh, uh, you'll find out. Man, you're in for so much. Uh-huh. You're in for actual hockey. Ding, ding. Penalty box. Penalty box. Bye for um, fighting. But yeah, uh, this was in the summer, so there was no new Simpsons episodes. But uh, in the episodes we are covering, 196 through 201, the episodes had titles like Emergency Official Announcement, Notorious Pirate Ship Infiltration. Sanji the Cook, showing his real worth at the Marine Dining Room. Zoro's Imprisonment and Chopper's Emergency Operation. The search of the approaching Marines, the second person who was captured. Luffy and Sanji's desperate decision. Large rescue maneuvers. Hot blood special unit participation. Bridge offensive and defensive battle. And, Mike, were you... Uh, so now that we're into the actual episode, did you kind of forget that this was where Skype had dropped them off? No, I remembered. I, oh. I like I know a little bit about the arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just never watched it. Fair. Uh, yeah. Famously, though, I don't. I don't know how much of it is just like words that get spread around. Like this initially was pitched as a movie idea, and then instead they just turned it into an episode arc. That's interesting. That mm-hmm. would have been a. I, I think it would have worked as a movie. But mm-hmm. uh, I think, like, what, around that time, the movies weren't, like... Super big. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I think there had been maybe up through the Chopper Magical Kingdom movie. Oh, really? Um, I think so. I don't know. Oh, show. Sure. 2004. I don't know. We're not here to talk about those movies, though, because the first one looks like it has a really racist depiction of a Native American, and for One Piece, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah, also, I, I'm i 30-something, and I don't know how to torrent movies anymore. That's um, fine. I, I kind of gave up on that stuff, too. It's I'm... so easy. Well, you tore you torrent them for us then. I I just want to pay money to a company so I can at least for that company's existence have access to a copy. I will I can rip, watch my TV. I will rip everything from the ground with my fingernails so that I can oh, be sick. able to have it for free. <laughs> I like to support the artists, Janine, and even if technically all the money's going to corporations, I I find a sense of moral well-being from spending money. Artists yeah, already got paid a, to a, get the stuff to get the work started. You just gotta. I'll I'll just say as a as an animation professional, I'll, I can't I can't encourage anybody to go torrent stuff. But, is, but, but I can say as somebody uh, very concerned about uh, media uh, preservation, preservation. if you can get access to something, get it. Yeah, no, I do. If, if they're not going to give it to you, like if you don't have any other way to do it, I, I'm just saying it's it's not black and white. 
It's like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a gray area. Like, there's only a limited amount of time that I could, and I'm paying for Funimation and also Crunchyroll. Uh, I keep forgetting that I'm paying for both, but it will come in handy eventually. Uh, like, there's Actually, only limited... your premium is up on the Crunchyroll. I have been using your account. Oh, I need to pay more? That's kind of a weird way to kind of let you know, but hey, password sharing. Don't don't fuck us on that one. Just let us keep that one, all right? Please yeah. renew that crunchy roll. Can that can that <laughs> be the compromise? I oh, mean, I, I I'm not telling you anything you're doing is wrong. I think that if you have a, access to stuff, keep your access to stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not here to tell you. You know. Do. My favorite streaming service, uh, Dropout. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, no, definitely share our password or share our accounts on us. We're just going to drop the prices of everything because we have enough people. We're making enough money. Yeah, Dropout is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I recently signed up for Dropout too. We're not sponsored or anything. Just go watch stuff on there instead. Like, yeah, there's there's only so much YouTube videos about people having opinions about cartoon shows you can take all in one sitting. And I know that you're doing that while you're listening to us talk about two different cartoons on the same show. So, like, honestly, you could have like one less of another thing because you, you're basically getting your double dose today. Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, I, I I think I lost the plot there. Uh, anyways, Sam, we love what you're doing. And also, your dad was on a very depressing episode of The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, uh, Sam Reich, uh, the like CEO of Dropout. His father is Robert Reich. Okay. I, the, I'm, I'm very bad with names. Uh former government guy in charge of money and very much against the bullshit that we've gotten into now. Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Anyway, so the Going Mary falls into the Marine base G8, aka Navarone, and the Marines surround it. And it's kind of great because we're getting this all from the Marine perspective initially, which is something that we don't normally get, which is a benefit of it coming from like being an original work and like they all think the ship is haunted especially after getting some glimpses of the crew and so we are introduced to lieutenant drake and i believe it's admiral jonathan i did not write that down but uh drake's got sideburns and jonathan has a wonderful mustache and they start to examine it and like, they find out that these spooky sounds are coming from the South Bird that they brought along with them. And Jonathan, like, shows this amazing analytical mind that it's like, oh, yeah, this came from Jaya. And also, we're going to call it a ghost ship. That way the Marines don't panic as much. And he starts just devising his plan to hunt for the pirates slowly. Because he wants to draw them out. And, yeah, I, I think it's, like, this fascinating start of we go, like, half the episode without seeing the crew, and we're just getting introduced to 
a character who people love because he is such a different marine type character. Mm hmm. Okay, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Straw Hats are meanwhile divided across the base. Luffy is trying to go and find food somewhere. Robin and Usopp work to like scare the Marines, pretending to be ghosts and gather information. And Nami realizes that the base is uh, like an island surrounded by a circle of rock. And the base is all amongst that with water on the inside and the outside of it. And, uh, like, it, it's an awesome character introduction, an awesome setting introduction. Like, it, it's very well-developed, especially compared to some of the uh, filler arcs that we have coming up that I've recently rewatched. Like, it, everything feels very realized and worthy of having a big story in it. Uh, so, in the morning... Uh, Jonathan has the Going Merry locked down. Uh, outside, some marine vessels want to come in after a bad storm, and Drake wants to keep the base on lockdown, but Jonathan's <laughs> like, no, we're going to let them come in. And so as the like group starts to disseminate and mix in, Nami's trying to figure out what to do, runs into the Marley brothers, who are a famous uh, pair of marine cooks, and she gives them fake directions to get to the kitchen. And disguises herself to clean. Zoro stumbles onto Nami, so she steals his swords to try and help him hide and accidentally tosses them off a cliff. So Zoro tries to chase after them, and she's just like, Stay here, I will get the rest of the crew. Uh, I will get the rest of the crew together. And it it it's just kind of very well written and thought out. I mean, are you still eating your honey chicken? Honey and cashew chicken? No, no. Oh, okay. I think it was shrimp, by the way. Shrimp. Okay, no, I was just... You have been more quiet than normal. Oh, I'm just taking it in, by the way. I'm oh, just no, no, I mean Janine. Okay, alright. I mean, I have, too. I mean, like, there's, um... You're doing a great job reading it. I, I just don't want to, like, throw you off, off guard. Yeah, honestly, you have, like, really put up a pretty good like voice in it so that you're like hitting all the points and not really and like you're even providing up your own opinionative co commentary too so i just feel like oh no stuff i could bring up to it right now does not feel like i could relate to especially because of, like the yeah. last time you're referring to it as like other arcs that i have not yet seen yet i'm like i can't add to this conversation I obviously have not yet seen those arcs. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have turned this into a monologue podcast. Which is ironic since we brought a guest on. Uh, yeah, so Sanji and Luffy end up following the Marines into the dining hall where they are mistaken as the Marley Brothers, uh, who are chefs that came all the way from Marie Joie. And Jessica, the head chef, decides to stand up to them thinking that they're snobs and that they need to prove themselves. And so she just calls up a cooking competition. And Saji, like, sees all the chefs take the best parts of the uh, ingredients that they have out there while he just waits behind. And Sanji uses all those leftover parts and 
like makes an amazing meal and he's just like yeah you gotta remember not to waste food and everyone's just kind of blown away and it's great and then Luffy just eats all the meals and uh, the pair of them get stuck when Jessica asks them to continue cooking this is something that I really like about filler arcs is that they can be able to allow you to remind yourself exactly the ideals of what this particular character is and then also give Sanji the ability to totally simp on a hot girl that's not like the immediate two that he lives with. Uh, though I feel like Jessica has to be like twice his age. Because Sanji's like 16 or so? It's like 17. Yeah. When I was that age, I definitely would have battered older myself. Especially for a woman like Jessica. Yeah. Like, I totally see that, like, horny teenager just, like, fucking... He does not have... He does not have a chance with her, but also... Yeah, he can't say no. Uh, Zoro, meanwhile, tries to get his swords. They fall into the water, and Jonathan is out there on the, uh, like, lake, I guess it would be, and, like, sees him fall in, and so when Zoro resurfaces with his swords, he gets captured. Uh, Drake goes in to interrogate him while Jonathan heads to check on the mess hall, and Drake doesn't believe Zoro when he tells the truth about Skypea because it's ridiculous, which... Is great. Uh, meanwhile, Nami uh, got assigned to clean the gym and regrets her disguise. Chopper hides. Here, Zoro got captured and runs into the Marines himself. Nami, meanwhile, grabs a nurse's uniform while Chopper's hiding in a box that gets taken into the infirmary where Nami shows up. And that is where Dr. Kabato, a pediatrician, is currently working. And she gets called in to help with the Marines who got damaged on the ships that came in. And she is the only doctor there for whatever reason. Faints at the sight of blood. And Chabra's kind of worried that she can't do anything. So he transforms into his big old human form and uh, offers to help. And he's also like, yeah, also... Here's the story about Dr. Hereluck again. You need to go and save lives. And so Chopper, Nami, and Dr. Kabato work together to save the Marines. Again, another time you can be able to reestablish what these characters' ideals are. Mm -hmm. While also having Chopper, I guess, do medicine stuff that's not making sure his own crew doesn't die. Uh-huh. <laughs> I for, I, for one, like our weird new shirtless doctor. I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of like the right level of ridiculous for a costume for him to hide it in. Is, it is like two children standing on top of each other's shoulders, except <laughs> if it was just one big kid. It's pretty one funny. massive... <laughs> One massive child on his own shoulders. Yeah, he's a funny big boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rumors about the mysterious new hunky doctor reach Drake, who comes into the operating room, 
but he won't interrupt the surgeries and leaves the guards to watch the room. And Chopper turns back into his normal form in front of Kabato, who just doesn't process anything except, oh yeah, no, this is Chopper. Chopper is a doctor. Yes, this all makes sense. Uh, and meanwhile, Ramna is still hiding out. She sees Major Inspector Shepard come in, and he's an asshole who's come to inspect the base and kind of wants to shut it all down, and then he'll get uh, promoted again. And he, like, flat out refuses to explain who he is. And Robin just is like, oh, she knows a target when she gets one, so she steals his identity. And <clears throat> it it's just kind of, oh, yeah, no, we all hate this guy. It's great. Uh, Jonathan, meanwhile, is disappointed that his wife, Jessica, didn't let him try the new food from the Marie Joie chefs. Uh, Sanji finds out that Jessica is married, and that doesn't deter him at all. Which I guess is teen energy. Well, I don't know. I've seen that with people that aren't teens. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sanji sends Luffy in to deliver the food to Jonathan. And it's great because Luffy's just unable to resist eating the food off the plate in front of Jonathan. And Jonathan's like, okay, I've captured you now. Tell me what I want to know. And Luffy's like, can I just finish the food? Nonplussed by the entire situation. And uh, he reveals that they came in by accident. Jonathan tries to capture him. Uh, and so Luffy and Sanji are almost captured, but they're able to get out at the last moment. And I, I just love this battle of wits versus witless. <laughs> Usopp, meanwhile, gets a marine disguise and heads towards the Going Merry, where Mikao is uh, watching the ship. And he's just commenting about like how he can tell the ship is loved. Drake shows up and arrests Usopp and brings him to Jonathan. Jonathan mentions the special inspector is coming. Usopp tries to pretend to be the inspector before Robin shows up pretending to be the marine inspector but actually having a full-on costume for it and faked credentials. Denies knowing Usopp. So Usopp gets sent into the prison with Zoro. And it... Like, this is a very D&D feeling to it. Yeah, it's a pretty funny one. Mm -hmm. uh, so Robin starts looking into the base and finds there's only one way out. And Jonathan, meanwhile, is like, oh, now I know where all seven members of the crew is. Uh, I now know where all seven members of the crew are. And he's also figured out that Robin is not actually the inspector and is actually Nico Robin. And Luffy, meanwhile, starts trying to head towards the island at the center of the base. Uh, Robin has noted that the port entry records uh, all have specific times where nobody is able to enter or leave while the Marines are watching her. And the actual shepherd is captured and Usopp and Zoro, when he gets thrown into the bridge, pretend that he is a member of the Straw Hat crew, Condoriano. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. I love Condoriano. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's a real uh, he's a real piece of work. I know he's like up there with my favorite members of the Straw Hat crew. And I mean he's got the will of D cuz his actual name is Khan D Oriano. Sure. Mhm. Uh, so Jonathan tries to corral the three members of the crew uh, into heading towards the brig. Mikhail, meanwhile, wanders into the prison to ask Usopp a question, uh, and they start having this like really fun conversation about ship repairs. Usopp mentions the mysterious ship repairman that they saw up in Skypea in the adventure, and Mikhail just gives him cryptic ad- advice to uh, pay attention to the parts you might ignore otherwise. Uh, Sanji, meanwhile, realizes that Jonathan is trying to capture Luffy when they head towards the prison, but they kind of decide to go anyway, and Luffy tries to immediately just destroy the prison uh, bars, but finds out that they are sea prison stone. That is when the Marines surround them with guns, so Sanji tries to break out of the bars with no success. Usopp tries to give Sanji the impact dial, and instead... Ah, uh, plays. Which I forgot that that bit paid off specifically in G eight. Like Janine, did that hit for you at all? I in mean, I did get a little bit mad <laughs> specifically at you for how much you used that button last episode. It felt like a joke beyond the podcast you were playing on me. <laughs> Uh, and then they try and use uh, an impact dial, but they pull out an odor dial instead, which Luffy put one of his farts into, which causes the fart to explode and brace the Straw Hats out of prison, which doesn't quite make sense, but it's also just like, oh, no, Luffy would definitely store a fart in a dial if he could. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the Marines following Robin uh, have to leave to capture the other pirates, and Luffy and the other crew members start causing a ruckus, briefly running into Jonathan, who wants to stop them from causing more damage in the chase. Jonathan knows that they're heading towards their ship, so he sets up an ambush, and he plans to trap them on the bridge across towards their base. That way the ambush can be set up and carried off by Drake. Kabato hears the uh, sirens that are going off now, hears that pirates are running free, and initially is worried for Chopper and Nami before she realizes that they are pirates, faints, and then Nami pretends to have been knocked out when the guards come in to check on her screaming. Uh, She's able to distract them while Chopper hides, and then when Kabato regains consciousness she decides to help them get back to their ship. So the rest of the Straw Hats decide to go to the bridge. They run into Unit 55, who work to slow them down effectively. The bridge gets partially destroyed. But when they finally get towards the ship, Drake's team has set up an ambush, and the Straw Hats ran straight into the trap, followed by Nami, Chopper, and Kabato, which is where we end Part 1 of G8. A bunch of a shit show in a really satisfying way. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good arc. <laughs> uh, 
Janine, how are you feeling about this so far? I feel like I've felt about like some of the uh, filler beforehand where it's like having no knowledge of the manga. This kind of feels like it fits in while also having different moments where it just like feels like different things are not expanded upon at all, but just rehashed. And it feels very much like a fan fiction. And mm-hmm. that is stuff that I like. Yes. Uh, I Like, G8 shows that it can be done well. I don't know if they had, like, different writers for it or how it worked, but, like, Yeah, I G8, really don't know. G8 feels very satisfying, especially because Jonathan is such a different type of character. Sure. Because most of the time when we're going to get villains, it's a, oh, he's got a new higher power level and the Uh crew will need to figure out a new way to overpower him. Yeah, it's nice to see someone that's just like a strategy, uh, like Master. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, uh, ultimately like a a good person. (laughs) Yeah, like he is a he is a Marine who is trying to keep his people employed, sees a value in having this base, and he cares about the people. Like, it is more than just they are his underlings. They are, in many ways, sometimes literally and figuratively, his family. Yeah. Look, I got a pick for Jonathan that I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna argue it. We can wait till we get there. I'm just saying. Well, uh, down. yeah, no, uh, I, I don't think you necessarily need to. I wasn't super able to find one that I liked, so I'm excited to see what y'all have. But uh, we now have our 10 characters that we are going to match, starting with Mikhail. And I had three, no, four suggestions for this one. My Rodrigo style, Rodrigo style is using characters from either the episodes of The Simpsons that premiered in the episode or in this case in the last batch. Uh, The last registered Democrat, which was also shared by uh, King Atticus. Uh, My other suggestions included Surly Joe of Surly Joe's Plumbing. The young Horatio McAllister, who's also technically a Rodrigo style, and Tyrone Simpson, who also technically a Rodrigo style, so a three Rodrigos. Janine, who did you have? My number one pick for this character, you know him, you love him, but Dale Castro. (laughs) (laughs) Because? Hmm? Oh, because I've been trying to use Fidel Castro and as a character, and you don't want, and you won't let me. There's I have another to... choice. Okay, well, that's... wait. Wait till you get to when Castro uh, is on One Piece. Then you could just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like... I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I know. I know. That was the joke. I mean, some of the filler gets really weird. So I like I don't watch a lot of the filler. I'll be straight up with you. 
I mean, there's the one where it's just straight up awful Mexican stereotypes. So. Mm, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I'm Mexican. That's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least you're not Jamaican, and at least we probably won't have you watch the dub of Strong World. You want me to do mine? Uh, well, Janine, you had another one for Mikhail. Less more. I've got to Google that one. Oh, okay. The original owner of Santa's Little Helper. Hmm. Interesting. Any, like, arguments for uh, less more? It's basically the one the character that just had the same kind of look, I would say. Not just the hair, but the eyes. Based on the eyes that you, the, the, the screenshot that you had given for the image the gallery hair. for this episode. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Mike P, who you got? Uh, I got a couple. My, let's see. Let's see. I got McGarnagal. Uh, I got Old Jewish Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Mickey Rooney from uh, the, you know, uh, Radio Rocket Man episode because he takes a big shining to Millhouse. And but the one that I really wanted to pitch that you guys already have used would be uh, Jasper Beardley, but you guys had already gotten him. So I would say one of those three: McGarnagle, Old Jewish Man, or Mickey Rooney. I I feel like McGarnagle has come up. Mickey Rooney, though, I. <laughs> I like that Mickey Rooney energy. Jane. I also, I could also say Mickey Rooney or like Tim Conway. <laughs> Janine, how do you feel about Mickey Rooney? Um, I think that's a good second place from Fidel Castro. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually with you. My vote goes to Fidel Castro. Oh no, that's two against one. Oh no. I mean, technically also Mickey Rooney is two against one. Oh, that's true too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nuts. And Janine said that uh, Mickey Rooney is an appropriate second place. <clears throat> Please, gang. It's our first hey, I'll, character. I'll give it up to you guys. We will find the right time for Fidel, but I, I feel like I we can't throw away this, Fidel. This... You're such a Fidel stan. I yeah. think it is breaking up this podcast. Janine, he got socialized healthcare for the people of Cuba. He stood up against the American imperialist dogs for decades. I think there's plenty of people uh, later on then that you could <laughs> use for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, Fidel is a sweet, precious resource that we can only use once. <laughs> you only Fidel once, of course. Uh, then, 
I guess we're gonna go Mickey Rooney. Hey, Mike P got one on the board. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Up go. next, uh, we have Drake with the in brackets from G8 because there's going to be another Drake coming on in the future. Janine, <clears throat> who you got for Drake? Menthalmus. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see it. Right? Yeah, uh, like those. Okay, and I was just double checking we have not used Menthol Moose. Uh, any other suggestions for Drake? Zero. None. Mike, who do you have for Drake? Uh, Scratchy of Itchy and Scratchy fame. fascinating i think it i felt like they fit the bill in both they have a ton of hair and they seem like they're doing their best but they can't just get it done <laughs> all right uh and just scratchy yeah just scratch oh no well i also had mr largo but uh i don't i don't really see them in it that much anymore I mean, they're in The Simpsons a lot more now. Lar oh, no, what I meant is Largo I had for another character that ended mm -hmm. up not being on the list. <laughs> so, so I I misspoke. I wrote them down in the wrong spot. Ah, fair enough. Ah, well. Uh, well, my Rodrigo style was Bobby Colombi, who nobody knows who that is, and that was fine. That was just me trying to throw someone out there. Uh, you know who has famous sideburns? <laughs> a baseball Wade player. Boggs. Wade yeah. Boggs. But you know who actually has the right type of fa facial hair also from that episode? Don Mattingly. Yeah, Mattingly is uh, a pretty good one too. Hmm. We're going to have a bunch of weird animal characters and I appreciate the like facial shape recognition for Menthol Moose, but uh, I'm I'm firmly team Mattingly. <laughs> he didn't really even have sideburns though. <laughs> that was the whole joke of the episode. Oh wait, no, Boggs was the one who actually had the. Yeah, Don Mattingly. The joke was that Burns kept on saying, "Get rid of those sideburns, Mattingly." Yeah. Wade Boggs laid a conscious on the ballroom tile mm -hmm. and pit the elder. Yeah, so Boggs has the better facial hair for it, kind of. But I can go with either of those two. I'm kind of leaning menthol moose for this, actually. <laughs> All right, so Janine, you're still on team menthol moose? Always. Not anymore. Because you've got menthol moose on the board. I can't wait until you <laughs> taste your tears of sadness. They'll be menthol. <laughs> <laughs> You'll burn cold. Uh, Jonathan, Mike, who is your suggestion? 
Look, I have one suggestion for this. I'm going to fight to the death for them. And I think that you need to burn a main character slot on this guy because he's great. And it needs to be Ned Flanders. Oh. He embodies everything in Flanders. Like, he even, like, talks... Him and Bart even act, act... Him and Luffy even interact the way that Flanders and Bart do. It's, like, it's just one-to-one. Cool. You gave me a good uh, alternative uh, that you just inspired. Because uh, the ones that I had were like Thistlewick Flanders, Reenactor Number 2, Admiral Man, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney, and a Rodrigo side was David Clayton Thomas. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm unfamiliar if you know the episode where uh, Marge writes her romance novel, The Harpooned Heart. The uh, diatribe of the, a right, 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 right. And there is Cyrus Manley, which is the fantasy version of Ned Flanders. Hmm. I don't know. I still I think you know. gotta go Flander. I got because I think that, I think it is that fantasy version is like very much like a different kind of vibe, more muscular, more commanding. Well this character yeah. and Flanders, like it's not the fact that they're like these big figures. It's 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 about how much should they could be able to move without speaking harshly. They're both very understated. well, I mean Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Janine, who do you have as your suggestions? Jake the Barber. Based purely up on aesthetics, but for me, it's just like pretty similar up on those two. I am very swayed by Ned Flanders, though. I think it deserves that. Like, if this is this is another reason, Chris. If this is the filler that everybody says should be the closest to canon, why not put mm-hmm. like one of your main slots in it? Then, you know. And also, like, sorry to cut you off. I'm I'm like racking my brain. I can't think of anybody else that Flanders like fits into like in the rest of One Piece like as much as this. Mike, can I ask you a question? What's up? You a union man? I am. You're a proud union man? You enjoy uh, busting the balls of the big man on top of you? I, I, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> you made a good argument. Okay. You don't need to get out the inflatable rat here. <laughs> you got your Ned Flanders. Hey! Alright, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> now let's see if uh, lightning can strike twice Around Water 7. I mean, you you also got Mickey Rooney on the board, Mike. Hey, I'm just, I call him like I see him. All right, up next we have Jessica. Uh, my suggestions that I had, the Rodrigo side was just Sandra Bullock. There weren't a lot of great suggestions. Uh, I also had uh, Colette, who... This was one where I was like, oh... This is a good suggestion. I, uh, yeah, uh, Colette was the waitress who worked at Flaming Mills and had a okay. good level of 
finding something interesting in her partner, but also not being afraid to call out bullshit when she saw it. Uh, and then also going with the other suggestions I had for Jonathan, uh, Miss Mann and Linda McCartney. Janine, okay. who do you have? I actually just have Linda McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only we could do the uh, one where Flanders dates the uh, movie. Wait, at, has that one come out yet? Um Flanders has dated somebody at this point, right? Uh, Star yeah, Linda McCartney. Yes, uh, we could do uh, Sarah Sloan. Uh, I'm tossing that one in as another one because I don't believe we have. What about Mike P? What did Mike P put down? Well, I only had one, and then I just checked the list, and you guys had already done it. Uh, uh-huh. My one was Lunch Lady Doris. Uh, so I'm going to say my vote actually goes to Linda McCartney. Uh, so can we split her up? And also... Is it legal uh, to do that? Okay, I spelled the name wrong. Janine, as a certified lady enjoyer. That's me. Do you find Jessica attractive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, who would you rather go to Smooch Town with? Linda McCartney or Hollywood beautiful actress Sarah Sloan? You're also completely overestimating how fucking weird I am. I would with Linda McCartney. Uh, my other uh, point for Sarah Sloan is she was in a relationship with Ned Flanders, which inspired me to get to that point. So do you want Linda McCartney <laughs> to end up with Ned Flanders? I don't think I there's that... any other way I can, we could be able to get these two kids together. Hey, I'll defer to you two on this one. <laughs> uh, you have it's no... fun when we can be able to have characters that relate to each other inside of canon to be canon. What we did with Milhouse and Kirk and Usopp sure. and Yasop, that was fun. I don't want to be tied down to that for every single time, especially... Really, yeah, it really limits you on a lot. Okay, yeah. well, we can use Sarah Sloan in uh, Water 7. There's a time mm. and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Hubba hubba. Uh, well, then it's Linda McCartney, which means Janine and Luke both get points. That's it. All right. Uh, we then have uh, Shinpachi, Billy, and Tom. Billy and Tom being specifically the G8 characters, because boy, is that going to be... Uh, confusing. I had trios for both of mine, so... I only did one, and I did a trio. Ooh! Uh, I could not your... figure anybody out for these guys, so I'm all deferred to you. <laughs> Alrighty. Luke, would you go first, or should I? Uh, you get to go first, because I went first last time. Oh, that's right. My pick for these three guys... Mm-hmm is Blink-182. 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm double checking. I wanted to make sure that we had not used them because I feel like they've come up in the past. Uh, do you have any preference on who is Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLong, or Travis Barker? None at all. All right, then I'll just put it in order. <laughs> Luke, did you also say Blink-182? No. Oh, no. My first three were Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer, members of Aerosmith, who uh, nobody remembers hard. comparatively. I do love Aerosmith. Or my well, Rodriguez. the Spider-Man theme, though. <laughs> That's also true. Uh, or the other one that I have, my Rodrigo style, is... Hey, let's buck some gender norms here. The Dixie Chicks. That's cool, too. I'm talking Emily Robinson, Marty McGuire, and Natalie Maines. Uh, At this time, they were in Guantanamo. So. Wow. Yeah, and they apparently come back in a later episode where Homer manages them. Simpsons. Yeah, there's... Simpsons. So, Mike, do you have any opinions on either of the trios uh, that we have laid before you? Oh boy, that sound of silence is just me looking into my heart. Um, um I'm on Janine's side because Janine, you know what these three people what these three chefs learn to remember what's that all the small things <laughs> wow yeah, I, I know can, it's I, my I point i know it's my point for <laughs> choosing that but i feel like i lost a little hearing you sing that <laughs> enough to give me the support beyond one of my suggestions, because I can tell you this. I don't want to miss a thing, and I don't know any Dixie Chick songs. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have next, Luke? Um, Are we going with Blink-182? Yes, yes we yeah, are. Let's do it. All right. Uh, up next, we have the Marley Brothers. Uh, they are not given separate names, so they are a pair. Mike, who do you have? I uh, went with a pair that I think uh, can't get much respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's. I I went with Gil and Marvin Monroe. That is already. I think we've. We have Lee Marvin. Uh, yes, we have Dr. Marvin Monroe is poo-poo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Gil, Gil, we have a character who I've been saving him for who comes up in the next arc. Oh, interesting. Which is wild to me that somebody would want to hold on to Gil. 
I mean, we have a oh, character. Is that, in da- is that in Davy back? Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I yeah. Mean, no, it's been one that's it's a like, much better fit. <laughs> it is like along with the Peter Griffin clone Blackbeard has been one of the things like it's been one of those five that I've had on my mind for a while. Sure. Um, but yeah, so half your team is unusable. That's fine. Yeah. Look, I got the one I I really wanted on the board, so I'm I'm cool. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, that's, that that's the game that I play with Luke too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my Rodrigo style I had for them was Blood and Tears. Uh, but then I just had two other combos. Uh, I had Al and Arnie Gumble, and uh, Cesar and Ugolin, because they're French. And they also have very different energies to each of them. Janine, who do you have? Mayor Quimby's bodyguards. <laughs> they have their own page on the Simpsons wiki. I saw there were two of them. I said, <clears throat> this is my ticket. I want to push again for uh, Cesar and Ugolin. Let me get a good look at them. Or it's uh, French foster parents. Oh. That's right, that did happen. Mm hmm. They eat, uh, they drink antifreeze. Yeah, I, I, I go for them. I'm fine uh-huh. with them, definitely, because I don't know Same any bad. other. I, I hope we don't get any more French. <laughs> Wait until you get the fantasy friends, Janine. Still don't know if that's a real thing or not. What a is little reality? bit afraid that it is. <laughs> Things that actually happen in the cartoon show One Piece. We're not in One Piece, Janine. Are we real? <clears throat> All right, uh, we then have Kabato. Uh, my Rodrigo style for Dr. Kabato was Nunmo from they do a catch me if you can and then there's a nun and pulls off the mask and it's Mo. I couldn't come up with a good one. Not a lot of female characters in those arcs. Uh, I also had the veterinarian's nurse and the baby pooping saleswoman. Janine, who do you have? Dr. Simpson. Just a... Uh... Simpson that was brought out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. Lisa the Simpson. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, any other suggestions? Just that one. I mean, like it just seems like a whole lot better than yours. <laughs> I res- no, I, I respect your choices. I just you said yourself. You just kind of like tossed them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, who do you have? Uh, Sarah Wiggum. Famous diamond thief, Sarah Wiggum? <laughs> Is she a uh, diamond? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, they do one where she's a diamond thief. Wow. Yeah, uh, she gets voiced by Megan Mullally now. Dang, what a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janine, I really like Dr. Simpson. Yeah, I like that too. Awesome. 
Ha, uh, you're stuck with your idea, Janine. <laughs> uh, all right, and then we have Shepard, who we all know in our hearts is Condoriano. Uh, <laughs> Mike, who do you have for Condoriano? I got three for you. And uh, the ones I'm thinking of are uh, Mr. Snurub. Uh, the blue haired <laughs> lawyer, and uh, last but definitely not least, Frank Grimes. We've used Frank Grimes. What the? We have, we've used Frank Grimes, yes. Oh, right, we have Mr. Three. Oh, yeah, that's that's better anyway. Thank uh, you. but I still think, uh, if it's between those two. I don't know. May I, maybe Mr. Scrub I'm leaning more towards. Uh, but well, yeah, I that fucking love Mr. Scrub. <laughs> uh, Janine, who do you have? I have millionaire actor. One of the Simpsons brought from Lisa Simpson and Lisa the Simpson um, that pretends to be a millionaire at fancy parties. At least <laughs> they'd like to. You said like to. Yeah. So, fake millionaire Simpson. Yes. And any alternate suggestions? I don't. I I thought that was the best one for this character, but then I heard Mr. Snrub. Did you hear that one? I just want to bring attention. I to haven't Mr. given Snrub. mine because <clears throat> I have a person who we'd like to see misfortune put upon them, who is pompous and an asshole. But I will. Go over my Rodrigo style, which was the promiscuous Idiots Island producer. And then I was also kind of just looking for characters with sunglasses, and there's the airshow tour guide. But I know Mr. Snrub is a popular option. Can I offer you at this time former Prime Minister Tony Blair? Mm. No dice. No dice. This character has a bit too much swag, I think. <laughs> More than Tony Blair, who has a jetpack. Tony Blair has to ha have, like, just to represent a character with negative swag. Can, can, can I give you my argument against Tony Blair, former Prime Minister of Great Britain from 1997 to 2007? Uh, my main argument against him is that he's a real person. And that kind of just like hits me with a, eh, I don't know if I'm too crazy about that. Now I do understand. I did say Mickey Rooney earlier. I do understand. <laughs> we have Linda fucking McCartney on this list. Yeah, but that's Linda McCartney, and we love Linda McCartney. Okay. So but how about Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker, and Oogolin? <laughs> Frankly, if you ask me, I think this, this all plays into my argument. <laughs> how? <laughs> We're overrun by like real people. I, that's a that's a Simpsons problem. I, I, it's not our problem. It's a Simpsons problem. That's why I'm saying we gotta get more Simpsons characters on the board. <laughs> and also, if I if I may, and like I don't like pulling this, but I don't want to draw Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you have an idea for what? panel we would or what uh strange no, we would not at all none none whatsoever 
However, if we do use one with Jonathan, we do get like a canonical Flander. Yeah, we do. I was I we was do. imagining we would most likely lean towards like a Jonathan uh, Jason one. Oh yeah, like uh, if there's a good shot of like Luffy and Jonathan in the room yeah. with the uh, like food, like that would make a great one. Sure, so hopefully that shot exists. Also thinking like oh. there's there could be a good one with Jonathan and Condorano. Um, hmm, we'll go over those a different time, but. Uh, mm-hmm. That's for the <laughs> anyway. That's my that's my argument. Sorry, not to be, not to be rude. <laughs> you invite me onto your show, and I, uh, no, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so, what do y'all think? I mean, it sounds like Janine's in the tub for Mister Snrub. Unless you guys can make a really like, if, unless you guys can be able to jump on my train for the fake <laughs> billionaire Simpson, who's uh, just as crazy of an idea too. Yeah, uh, I am. I shoot birds at the airport. Is it the one in the uh, the brown suit with the glasses? No, uh, it is. If you're on the Simpsons fandom wiki, it is listed as millionaire actor. Oh, all right. Hold on. Let me see. While at the millionaire actor Simpsons. Oh, you have posted it into the Discord. Thank you. Oh, that's even better. Oh, I do like them. Yeah, uh, like, Condoriano does not have a good hairline. I, and the bags under the eyes are also there. Maybe I can find someone better for Mr. Snrub down the line anyway. Yeah, I'll go I with mean, Millionaire's it, Actor Simpson. I, I doesn't bother me. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I believe you mean excellent. Excellent. (laughs) All right. So that gets us through our list. So our Mikao is Mickey Rooney. Our Drake is Menthol Moose. Our Jonathan is Ned Flanders. Our Jessica is Linda McCartney. Our Shinpachi is Mark Hoppus. Our Billy is Tan DeLong. Our Tom is Travis Barker. Well, I hope someone got fired for that error. Our Marley brothers are Cesar and Ugolin. Our Kabato is Dr. Simpson. And our Shepherd is Millionaire Actor. All right. We got uh, And the great thing is, next episode, there's just no additional characters. What's next so, episode? You got... Uh... The rest of G8. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, what are we going to do then? Uh, Probably, like, put out a call for questions or... Oh, or that's when we'll do the uh, thing where I talked about having you watch the uh, next credit scene, because that's going to, like, show a bunch of things and then make some predictions. Oh, wow. Uh I'm I'm going to predict things based only on... 
an opening or ending sequence. Yeah, well, just the opening sequence. Okay. The ending sequence is just like everybody standing around and then you see them going through their different costumes and stuff. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Janine, where can you be found online? You can find me on Twitter again at Janine Juliet. Um, you could also find me. Uh, I'm trying out um, co-host. You check me out, Fuchsia City Girl, on there. I uh, have not posted a single thing, and I only followed one person. But I, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna actually try on this one. Maybe we'll see. Oh, and also various Luke Hair podcast productions. Hey, Mike, what? Where can you be found online? Uh, good question. You can find I'm on Twitter at Patent Pending. That's E N, not O N. Uh, Instagram. If you want to see my art, like Instagram's the place to go. Patent. That's at Patent underscore Pending. Uh, sorry about the, <laughs> the difference between those two, but those are the ones that I'm mainly active on. Uh, and if you want to see some art I do, why don't you keep listening to this podcast and look at the covers? Excellent. I, I do the cover art for this show. And I am Luke. You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I also have a Gumroad and a itch.io under the same name where you can check out comics that I've made. Most of them are pay what you want, and if you want to pay nothing, that's fine. There's also a Patreon where you can listen to episodes of this show, usually a few days early. And it depends on when the cover gets in and when I have the mental energy to edit the show early. Uh, you can also follow our cover artist, uh, Mike Patton at Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N underscore P-E-N-D-I-N-G on Instagram or at Patton Pending, P-A-T-T-E-N P-E-N-D-I-N-G on the Twitter because uh, Mike does wonderful covers. Hey, thanks. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We should have him on the show sometime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Janine, you're going out of time. You're doing a Billy Pilgrim. Wait a minute. Um, but yeah, you can find the show at domancedon.com. That's D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E-D-A-W-N. Uh, that brings you to our Tumblr. Uh, we also have a, uh, four of the episodes that have been posted on as YouTube episodes with potentially more coming. Just trying to find some alternate ways to get the word out there. Uh, yeah, we're on iTunes and all the other podcatchers tell people about us if you have a show let us know if you want us to come on or whatever and uh we have a bunch of filler and new arcs coming up so we're going to be getting some additional guests on here in the near future so we'll be back in two more weeks for part two of g8 and then we got long ring long land time so get excited for that cool Yes. Uh, Until then, stay safe and smooth sailing. Peace. (laughs) 